Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Well, here we go. This is Rock Out Loud, the Rocking Us podcast in the Goliverse, possibly on the internet. I don't, I don't know that there's any podcasting duo that gets along so well, yet one of them can irritate the other so greatly. I also don't know that anyone shares the passion of Rock Out Loud, and I don't know that anyone can match the fun of Rock Out Loud. And this is what we're doing. We're rocking and rolling. My name's Steve Glosson. Glad to be along with you. And along with me, she's the lady who brings the passion. She brings the knowledge. She brings the wit. She brings the edge. She's the rockinest chick in the land. All the way from up the Jersey Shore. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my friend Kristen in Jersey. What's up, Kristen? Hey, everybody. Who's excited for this episode? I'm excited for this episode. I am... I am... Opti- optimistic about this episode? Is that okay. fair? I don't you phrased it like a question. Well, I I don't know. You've kind of like you've really done the work to try to lower the expectations. What does that mean? Well, you're like I hope you're not. A, you, no, it's not going to sound anything like what you were just playing. And well, it doesn't. Uh, well, that's fine. <laughs> but you know, a lot of times when people start doing that, they're trying to measure expectations, which also means you love it and you don't want to hear someone not be happy with it um i don't know that i love it but you keep going sure well you know i mean like look i do this all the time like if there's a movie or something i really enjoy and someone's like what do you think i try not to oversell it because i don't want them to come back and be like i don't know what you were thinking i hear you because i know after wonder woman you were like uh oh it got yeah wonder woman got oversold to me though i loved it don't get me wrong so good. I've got it sitting in my living room right now on Blu-ray, and I have not had the chance to crack it open and watch it yet. Do you really? Wow. Yeah. What? I liked it. Does that I'm su- surprised. Does it surprise you? Kind of, yeah. Did- I mean, I guess it shouldn't surprise me because of who you are. So, like, of course you would have the Wonder Woman DVD, but I didn't expect you to have the Wonder Woman DVD, like, right when it came out. Like, I thought, like, you'd wait until, like, it went on sale, you could get it in the bargain bin, I don't know. Oh, no, I was I was excited to get it and watch it again. I I really did enjoy the movie a whole lot. I, I didn't think it was the second coming of the Christopher Reeve era of Superman. Oh, it was so good. But, but I did enjoy it a whole, whole lot. I mean, that, that's the thing, It's it's hard... A lot of times, and, and, and it's the same way with music a lot of times, is when something, when one thing gets compared to another thing in a very positive manner, and you come along as someone who loves that other thing, that thing one has been compared to, it, it it's almost hard to like it and not like it as much as you like the original thing that it's being compared to without sounding like you're crapping on it. And, and... And that's the that's the whole thing. It's 
a lot of times people think you have to crap on one thing to lift up another and that's not i don't think that's the case at all i think you can simultaneously love a lot of things i agree i hate when people start like smack talking something to make something else look good like because if you have to do that the thing that you're trying to sell as being great is not right i i i 100 agree so we're going to do some smack talking tonight i think um we have some emails though before we get into all that we do um this is interesting <clears throat> this is from frederick and he's a swedish listener chiming in yeah remember that time yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so here we go uh hello cool people emailing on Kristen's plea to put steve in his place below follows <laughs> a short guide to norse geography the Norse countries are Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Finland, and Iceland. So I was right. That's all. Listen, I was right. Oh, go on. Sweden, Denmark, and Norway are also known as the Scandinavian countries, referring to a mountain range. All right. See, that's just an extra piece of information. That doesn't make me less right than I was. Norway and Sweden are not the same country. Did I say that? Sweden and Iceland are not the same country. I don't remember saying that. God, you kind of insinuated. Well, okay. I personally don't take offense to being mixed up with the mentioned nationalities as I like them all and have a few friends from here and there, but still, come on. Anyway, a suggestion. Oh, that you know what? That was nice. You didn't really put me in my place too hard. I was a little nervous when I, when I read that first. I, I was afraid there was going to have to be an apology forthcoming, but good, I don't have to. You're all Norse. It's all Norse countries. See? I was right. That's how I'm spinning it. Oh, a suggestion for the good last song category, the arcade fire in the back seat. Wouldn't call it rock, but it's heartbreaking. It's about a woman whose mother just passed away and her coping with having to take charge of her own life. She's been sitting in the back seat all her life, but is now lost without a driver. Wow, that sounds tragic. I've never, like, Arcade Fire is one of those bands where, like, I feel like I should be into them, but mm -hmm. I'm not. But it's not because I don't like them. It's just because I've, I don't think I've ever really listened to them. Yeah, I'm not really familiar. I don't think I'm familiar with anything that they've done. I, I know the name, um, but I, I'm not familiar. He says, I might love this song because I have a soft spot for voices cracking in songs. You're going to have a soft spot for this podcast in Frederick because uh, I don't know if people can tell it, but my voice is, is in and out this week. Um, it just feels like there's more feeling in those songs. Give Me Shelter by Rolling Stones is another example of this. When you hear the isolated tracks of the lady singing background vocals and she hits that rape murder, yeah, her voice is all over the place on that. It's pretty. It's intense. It's very intense. Love the show and thank you for introducing me to Kaleo. I'd never heard about them before and been spreading the word ever since. I've been We've gotten a lot of love about Kaleo. Well, they deserve it. I agree. They deserve it. I've been listening to David Bowie a lot lately and would love to listen to a run-through of any of his albums. Should you... Albums? What was that? Albums. <laughs> wow. Not only am, uh, is the voice going, the I'm getting the mush mouth, apparently. Uh, a run-through run uh, of any of his albums, should you need even more show suggestions. And uh, that comes from... He says, Memento Mori. So, all right. My, I, in my place, I have been put. How, how's that feel? How's that feel for you, Steve? Because usually I'm the one that everyone's like, Ah, Kristen! Well, look, they're all Norse countries. That's my. That was my point. They could, they could be their own continent. Um, 
Michael Hynip has chimed in. He says, I've been a huge fan of the Killers for a while. I got to see them live one time, and it was a fantastic show. I've been a tad disappointed with Day and Age and Battleborn, although there were some great songs on each of those albums. All that to say, after listening through Wonderful Wonderful several times, I really think it's their best complete album since Sam's Town. How about that, Kristen? That's pretty That's pretty high praise right there. Definite highlights for me are Wonderful Wonderful, Rut, Run for Cover, and Out of My Mind. Love the show. Keep on rocking. That's old Michael Hynip from the Deuce cast. But I want to know how he got this email. I don't appreciate him just emailing in randomly. Because I posted on the Twitter, Steve. Oh, yeah. Well, that's an inside. I'm sorry. I just went inside with Michael and myself. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you for including me in that. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Paul from Return of the 80s says, uh, Paul here from Return of the 80s. That's what I just said, Paul. Even though I return the 80s, I'm not stuck there. I do check out current music if it's good quality rock, and the killers fall into that category. So I was psyched when I saw they were releasing a new album and that you guys were going to cover it. So I'll give you my initial thoughts that I jotted down as I was listening to each song. On the very first note of the album, on the title track, is that the Ewoks playing their horns? Not thrilled with that song, but it's not bad either. Wow, how about a reference to Ewoks? <laughs> the man... Your interest is immediately peaked. I am. I'm so excited to get... Let's get right into it. Um... <laughs> They do Yup Nub? They do a cover of Yup Nub? Um, <laughs> the man- I hate you. <laughs> By the way, I would love... All right, I now have a... Uh, I would. Uh, who would I like to see do a cover of Yup Nub? I bet, I bet the Struts could make it work. The Struts could make anything yeah, work. Maybe I'll bet, ask them when I see them on Sunday. I bet they could make it work. Uh, the man is is dang good. It's a little different, and I like it. All I can say about Rut is, wow, this is very powerful if you've ever been in this place. And he throws some lyrics down. Can't keep my mind off of every little thing wrong. I see the mouths are open. Am I going to cry on this episode, Kristen? Um, a lot of people have. I didn't. That's I wait. A lot of songs wait. Not cry. Wait. Made me cry. Wait. Wait. I'm going to. I'm going to the text thread because I believe. Well, I said listening to the new Killer song and crying. Mm. That's that's what I said to you. Right. So. That was me being hyperbole. Okay, you were you were being hyperbole. Yeah, I was speaking in hyperbole, and I will also explain my feels about that particular song. Okay. I'm loving life to come too. Was Brandon Flowers having relationship problems or something? I'm totally relating these past couple of songs. This sounds like a U2 song. Uh-oh. Well, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Run for Cover is my favorite song so far. Kudos for maybe being the only song in the history of music to use the word progenitors in the lyrics. That's <laughs> that's impressive. Tyson versus Douglas is very cool and different. Awesome way to describe how the unexpected can happen. So that, that's a reference. That's a sports reference. I get that reference. Oh my god! Yeah. Some, Steve! What? I'm just proud of you. Yeah. Well, I remember when Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas. That was a big deal back in the day. Well, if you didn't, the song would take you back. So I lived through it. it. I lived through it. Uh, Some Kind of Love sounds like it could have been a song by on a John Hughes movie soundtrack. Out of My Mind mentioned Springsteen. Nuff said here. The calling is meh. Mm. It feels like it should be better. Not bad, but not mind-blowing either. 
Have all the songs been written is a great way to close the album. On the deluxe edition, Money on Straight also works as a closing song. Well, that's my take. This seems like it's one of those albums that'll get better and better with each listen. Overall, this is a really solid album, and I'm glad they're still going strong. Rock on! I'm looking forward to covering Born in the USA with you guys. Also, let me know if one or both of you are interested in joining Robert. Oh, this is all t- for us. Great. Yeah, oh my God, Steve. Spoiler Sorry. alert. Spoiler alert. Wow. Hey, we should go discuss the Lost Boys with them. Um, I'm so down. That's awesome. Because I still believe. Uh, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't know that there's any greater moment in any movie. Than <laughs> <laughs> them just like frolicking on the beach yeah. and her turning around and then you just see him gyrating. Then you just see shirtless leather pants saxophone man. Yes, and you, he played with the darkness. You know you know the only thing that would make that better is to have him doing he that. Had no clothes on. No, no, no. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> but to have him up there doing his thing and then all of a sudden uh, up behind him walks the old pumpkin-headed dance man. Oh my God! That's a clip. I need that. I need to look that up now. <laughs> All right, so I'm pulling up the old pumpkin head dance. <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! Oh what a oh what a fantastic! Oh, oh God! Old Tim Capello there. Let's see what we got here. I'm telling you, when I left the Last Darkness show and he walked, they, they walked off stage. So I still believe I screamed so loud. That's hilarious. All right, let's see what we got here. Well, that's perfect for him to be <laughs> raising his little hands to there. Yep, it totally does. cheat just a little bit because i did pause the pumpkin man for about a second there as the whole thing was going on but oh my gosh everything just ended up going perfectly at that point oh my god if you will give him about a second or two to kind of let the song kind of catch up to him oh when it breaks down he breaks down and so when he when he hits the lyrics been out of the cage the he's got his hands up like what's going on it was perfect pumpkin man is the greatest gift to, you, to us all. Oh man, and and I can't thank you enough for. Oh, I still remember that was. I mean, you want to talk about derailing a big honking show back when we could derail them. And I can't really derail. Like I'm oh. not good at derailing, but that I was very proud of. It was it was fantastic. Everyone needs to check that mess out because it is worth your time and energy. <laughs> oh God. All right, um, before we get into this album, I need to give a shout-out and promote a friend really quickly. Uh, Scott Hendricks. <clears throat> uh, excuse me there. Scott Hendricks is a listener of all the Goldiverse shows. 
and he is a professional artist. He's worked with the lights of the Don Bluth studio, Kristen. He worked on the movie Anastasia back in the day. Oh. And, um, and he is currently taking uh, commissions from folks. He's trying to get a little creative, wanting to do some work, needs a little bit of money right now, and, and the way he makes his money is by doing some commissions at this point. He did for me uh, an Ewok Jedi. And it looked amazing. It's it's fantastic. You can I think he posted a picture of it in the in the Guardians of the Goldiverse page, and it's uh, he does just such a such a fantastic job, and he's such a great guy. You can get in touch with him either over in the Guardians of the Goldiverse group by going to geekoutonline.com slash group, or you can check out his work at Scott Henrik's Art. Uh, dot blogspot.com that's scott like the name scott of course henrix is h-e-n-r-i-c-k-s scott henrix art and uh, reach out to him and get some work done maybe you want uh, to be your own album cover maybe you want to see your name done up in the style of a great 80s rock band or something uh, get in touch with my guarantee he can do it and he's his prices are reasonable and uh and and again great guy great artist Show him some love and help him out. That's scotthenricksart.blogspot.com. So, uh, just wanted to throw that I'm out. I'm so there. jealous of artsy people. Can I just say that? I can't draw to save my life. I know. It's so amazing when people, like, people that are talented like that in art and in drawing, oh my God. I could just, like, watch them all day. Yeah, it's. I, I was amazed as he put, like, he kept sending me, like, stage after stage of this Ewok and um, <clears throat> blew my mind. It was, like, it's supposed to go to a little girl, but it probably, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to end up going to a little girl or not. That's how much I love it. So get in touch with him. He can do, he does great work again. I mean, you're talking about a professional artist who worked with Don Blue Studios, for crying out loud. And we're lucky enough to have him as the guardian of the Gulliverse. So show him some love and, uh, and and commission a piece by him, and uh, you'll be glad that you did. Um, all right, Kristen, you've listened to this album how many times? Would multiple times, at least like twenty. Mm-hmm. Which version did you get? Um. Well, I streamed it mm-hmm. because I was waiting for my copy to arrive in okay. the mail, uh, but I got the deluxe edition. Of course, you did course you did that's what i did so so how do we want to handle this then do we want to go all 13 tracks or i mean i would go all 13 tracks all right you've never heard any of these songs well you've heard the songs that we've played on right you haven't heard the record right exactly so uh so here we go then let's get into it then right now without further ado this is uh track one off of wonderful wonderful it is the title track here we go
So I said in the chat while we were listening to this and at uh, mixer.com slash Goliverse that this is a song that sounds like it could have been on the aforementioned Lost Boys soundtrack. Right? It's that bass. Yes. And, well, it's the it's the synthesizer of it, too. The well, 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 well. Um, and it's got a lot of synth going on in that. There toward the end as he's hitting that wonderful, wonderful. Uh and and he's saying what it, the motherless child stuff. There's you can hear the digitized voice backing him up there. It's uh it's inter- even those Ewok horns at the beginning. I think is a is a result of some synth action going on. Well, it's supposed to be like the like blowing into a conch shell because mm. you know the record not all the imagery is all like the conch shell. Um, and he even says you know keep your ear to the shell uh, in the song. But I love this song, like, something fierce. And this song is definitely um, one of those songs people have very strong opinions about. Okay. Liking or disliking. But, like, that crescendo, like, when it hits that wonderful, wonderful, and it sounds like water is, like, crashing, like, an ocean is crashing against, like, a jetty. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I'm all about that. Just, like, the buildup <laughs> and the darkness of this song so about it i love that they opened the album with this and fun fact this is like if you collectively took all the favorite record or favorite song of the killers from this record this is the song that they all love oh really yeah there's a lot going on with it i mean it's a very produced song mm-hmm. um i uh <clears throat> i like it i i like it because of the 80s feel that it has because of all the synth work and everything um and I like the uh, I like the fact that it's kind of setting a tone. Uh, and I'm basing that on what Paul had said um, about some of the themes of some of these songs. And and it seems to be setting a tone for the rest of this album. And uh, so I'm I'm going to be interested to to get into. It. But I also know we like we've listened to the man before. Yes. And and that's a pretty funny kind of well at least the video was. Well, the man is definitely. Like, Brandon Flowers said that in order for him to move on from his 21-year-old self, he had to, like, re-inhabit his 21-year-old body and, mind, and, like, mentality. And this is what came out. So this is very much, like, a looking back on, like, who you were to move forward into who you actually are. Okay, so before we move into that, is Wonderful Wonderful your favorite song off the album? You said that, right? Uh, it's not my favorite. Okay. I love it. Um, I have a few favorites, but there's one that I always say, I'm like, okay, well, you have to exclude this song when you talk about the other songs, because this one song is just too good. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll find it when we get there. <laughs> You'll see if you could guess it. For now, it's the 21-year-old Brandon Flowers in The Man.
That was the man by the killers here on Rock Out Loud. Uh, you always go into that Casey Kasem voice <laughs> with the song. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. The way it ends just makes you kind of feel like that's how it should. That's what you should be doing. And now, and to, and coming in at number fifteen this week, it's the Killers with the man. Um, it's actually number one on the alternative charts for the past like fifteen weeks. I was that's a, okay. Okay, well, look, number one, don't keep up with that stuff. Number two. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like it could be a radio hit for them. Um. Well, yeah, so it's been the number one alternative song for, like, the past 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, it is looking like this is going to be the Killers' first ever number one record. It's their first ever number one record. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, this is the worst Casey Kasem impression ever. So, <clears throat> we've talked about it before, and we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but I, I do dig it. I'm not going to lie. I get caught up in the in the groove of it. I get caught up in the, uh, in the in, again, there's a lot of synth work going on. There There is a 70s into 80s feel of this song that I'm 100%. digging. 100%. Yeah, that I absolutely dig. So, um, it jams. It jams. I like well, it. when we first played this song, I was telling you, like, when they wrote this, Brandon, yes, he wanted to, like, inhabit his 21-year-old self again, but he also wanted it to kind of sound like David Bowie walking down the Las Vegas Strip. Well, they hit that fame. Uh-huh, and they've been covering fame, and it's amazing, and I swear to God, if they play that in January when I see them, if they do the man into fame... I'm going to punch a hole through the wall. Why? Why? Because I'll be so happy. <laughs> but that's what people do when they're mad, Kristen. No, that's what that's what happens when I just have so much excitement. I just can't contain it. I'm just gonna like high kick all over the place. <laughs> Lots of kicking. Angie will know and appreciate that. <clears throat> Please. And then she also said that she'll video it. She said. All right. Good. I, okay. I said. I was like. I will freak out and lose my mind if they cover fame when we see them and she's like and i will film it that was my next thing i was about to do closed circuit to aunt angie the the silent you know third member of rock out loud angie if you have any heart at all you will be at the ready to record high kicks and freak outs because it will and and then you can send it to me i'll give you my personal email address and (sighs) and we will break it down on the show Dude, you missed it. When I saw them with her, 
like when we went to back-to-back shows, I told her, I was like, I'm going to high kick because I'm on the lawn tonight for the second show. I was like, I'm on the lawn. I'm going to high kick during the way it was when he does that build up and all those darlings. Like, oh my God, they're not going to know what hit him. No one's going to know what hit him when they're around us. And she's like, yeah, right. And then it happened. And I was like hitting her in the shoulder and I was like, wait for it. And then I high kicked. Nice. <laughs> Security looked at me like I was crazy. Don't it, care. Knock someone's teeth out. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, they were all flopping around on the ground. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this is the one I'm kind of scared of. Based on... I'm scared of other ones, but okay. <laughs> okay, well, based on what Paul had to say. So here we go. This is track number three on Wonderful, Wonderful. This is Rut. feel about that song Kristen um it's not one of my favorites Mm -hmm. 
I didn't think it would be. And the first time I listened to it, I thought, okay, well, this is a filler song. <gasps> really? Yeah. And <laughs> it has grown on me a little bit. It's still not one of my favorites. Also, the first time I listened to this song, I was in bumper-to-bumper traffic at 4.30 in the morning when I was going to the gym. Mm. So that could have also messed with me. But, yeah, not one of my favorites. I got to tell you something. Love this song. Oh, my God. Of course you do. Love this song. <laughs> All right. Tell me why. Tell I, me honestly. I love it mostly for the end, for that end, for that last minute, minute and a half. I'll climb and I'll climb. That yes. Is like uplifting, motivating part. It is, yes. But also, I'm sorry. Let me tell you what I love so far about this entire album is is the feel of the 80s. It's the synth feel to it that it's got. It, it's th- These guys are doing something that is at once uh, retro, but at the same time very new and, and very present-day alternative rock. And I that song... That that song, I, I forget what which one it was that Paul said could be in a John Hughes film. To me, Not that this one. one. <laughs> to me, this one feels like it could be. This feels like John Cusack running in the rain, trying to chase down the girl that he loves. I could see it. I I, oh, I don't know, but you know what? I I'll give this song, Steve. What's that? The lyrics, so I'm handing you a memory. I mm-hmm. hope you understand that steadily reminds you of who I really am. Yeah. This is this is obviously someone trying to get back with someone else who they, you know, they, they're trying to hold on. And that's fine. That's fine. That'll I, be a common theme for yeah. this record. <laughs> well, I'm just listen, at the at the end of this whole at the end of the whole thing, what I'm saying is is so far what I've loved about this is the sound you know is what is catching my attention even more than lyrics and i know you're a lyric person i guess that's where we've always kind of come uh you know in the middle of these things is is that i i go in for the actual musicality of it and 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 a good lyric will hook you um but i i absolutely love that and i do like the uplifting you know kind of determination at the end of it i'm a sucker for that i'll give it i'll I'll admit it that's that's fine i'll admit it right in your real house yeah I really like it. Really like that. So we have we have found our divergence on this album thus far. <laughs> thus far. I'm sure there will be plenty. Because <laughs> the songs I really like, mm-hmm. people have issue with. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I've, you know, I haven't had an issue with any of the first three so far. I, I don't know that I love Wonderful Wonderful as much as you do. Oh, I love it. But, um... I like dark. I said to my dad because he he told me his favorite songs, mm-hmm. and I was like, "See, I was like, you like all like the happy, the happy things." I was like, "I like the dark things." He's like, "Yeah, because you're just a dark person. I don't know where you came from." <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. Well, you know, sometimes you just gotta have a little optimistic light in your life. That's where the music comes in. That's, okay. Well, here is life to come. That apparently I'm also supposed to be on the lookout for. According, I, I keep going back to Paul's email. I shouldn't have read Paul's email before you listen to this. Why? Yes, you should have. I'm kind of kicking my well because I'm coming in with some preconceived notions about some of these things. But you don't have any preconceived notions from me. Right. Exactly. So this is life to come. Track number four. Wonderful. Wonderful. Didn't see this coming, I admit it 
get it I told you that I'd be the one I'll be there in the life to come You think I lost my vision but I didn't It sounds like heaven but it isn't Through fields of amber we will run Somewhere in the life to come This is not a shakedown So, Kristen, is this a shakedown? Um, I don't know. Maybe. No, this is not a shakedown. This is not one of my favorites. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? You love it. <laughs> I really like it a lot. <laughs> you, know, you know who else loves it? Who's that? Angie! Nice! See? Everyone loves this song, Steve, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm not hearing. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's just a great... I think it's a great sentiment for one thing. You know, have faith in me, trust me for the life to come. This is not someone who's this is not a de this is not someone who's desperate I, I feel like to get someone back. And again, I'd have to go back and listen to the entirety of the lyrics, but what's really striking me is this is someone who's absolutely in love and proposing basically to live his life with someone for the rest of their lives and saying trust me for the life that's to come. I mean, you're not far off. So, okay, like let's just let's just get it out there because we're it's it's just gonna rear its ugly head in a few songs. So, the majority of this record is about Brandon, the lead singer. It's about his wife. Okay. So his wife suffers from severe PTSD, mm. and they've never gotten into like what caused it or why she is like that. But when she was very young, super like awful things happened to her. And she was fine until she got into her 30s. And, like, apparently once she got into her 30s, this PTSD really started to kind of flare up mm -hmm. and really become an issue. And it really started to drive her wedge between the two of them. And to the point where when Brandon was in the UK on his solo tour, she basically called him and said, I'm going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. Like, this is it. I can't do it anymore. And he canceled the tour, flew back and, you know, they started to go to therapy together and like counseling and all this stuff. But this record is very personal to him because it's so much about her. And, um, 
in all like almost every interview that he's done he said how much closer this has made them because the point where he started to write these songs it could have either gone reconcile or divorce mm. like that's the point they were at well wow. um so this is definitely that kind of looking back and, and like when he says, you know, I know sometimes you think I regret it, but I don't remember stumbling when I said it. I told you I'd be the one I was talking about the life to come. Like that is reassuring her. Like I'm here. I'm here for you. I I love I love this album. <laughs> That's so. You love it more now? Yes. I mean, look, that is. Oh. Look, you know how we were talking earlier about how much we don't, you know, how much we're jealous of the art artist type people. Mm-hmm. I mean, how am look to have the ability to say, "Here is my heart and soul laid out," not only for you to see, but the world to see, just a picture of how devoted I am and what I've gone through and what you've gone through and what we're willing to go through together. That's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's it's going to get more intense. <laughs> Well, I don't want. I, I'm. I listen. I'm digging the lack of intensity so far. <laughs> well, it's it's gonna come. I do the like end, the end of the album. I do like that song a whole lot. Really, really, really. So they're so doing. Now we're getting into like my favorite songs. Like okay. I think the back half of this record mm-hmm. is so unbelievably strong. Okay. So I'm now, look, now right. Kristen can stop being the one that's like, nah, I really like this song. Great. Well, it's going to be interesting to see where Steve falls then. So let me let me just get something straight before we move on. This is now I'm kind of like in Bruce and his dad mode. I got to okay. know. Um, they're okay right now, right? Yes. Okay, good. Yep, she's still here. They're still together. According to Brandon, like I said, like this ver- this made him closer to her in a way he never knew, and it made him more empathetic and empathize with her more and what she was going through. And um, one interview that I read, he said that, you know, he would write songs on this record and he would call her in because he didn't know if she would be okay for him to write something Mm -hmm. like that and put something out there that was so personal. And he was like, I never had those moments with my wife before where like I would sit down at a piano and she would sit down next to me and I would play a song for her. Like that was never a part of our relationship. And it was so important to me that that actually happened. Mm. So yeah, things seem to be in a very, very good spot, but you know, with like mental illness, all that sort of stuff, like things can change, but right now it's good. Well, I'm glad to know that. (laughs) That... I'm in Bruce and his dad mode right now. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, listen, reading that book the whole time. I'm like, but did you make up? Are you okay? Please be okay with your father. Oh man. Um sidebar, real fast. This just in to the Steve desk, by the way. Oh god. And this is the Goliverse, so we can break in for stuff like this. Breaking news. This comes from Batmannews.com. Danny Elfman is bringing John Williams classic Superman theme to Justice League. What? Um he uh let's see he was speaking to billboard and they caught up with danny elfman and um he spoke a lot about his work on justice league and uh the question was it's been 28 years since you scored batman what was it like going back into the dc universe elfman says it was great 
was like I never left because I'm using the same thematic material that I used back then. It actually never went away. It was just great fun. There were a few little fan moments. I, inst I instated a moment of Wonder Woman theme that Hans Zimmer did for Batman v Superman, but I also had two minutes where I had the pleasure of saying, let's do John Williams Superman. I mean, it's iconic. So that's pretty cool. All right, back to the killers. Um, so we are kind of hitting that back half. This is the halfway point of, if it's not, I guess if it's not, what is the actual last track on the non-deluxe album? Because I don't have that in front of me right now. Have all the songs been written? Okay, so we're kind of halfway through the regular album. Mm-hmm. We're at that halfway point. So here we go. This is called um, Run, Run for Cover. Casey Kasem voice again. That's, Do it. That's Run for Cover by The Killers. <laughs> okay. Um, this this uh, this feels the most like kind of modern alternative rock, right? you know, that we've heard thus far to me. It has less of that 80 synth feel to it. Uh, yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's a great song. It's a good song. I was, I, I actually did something smart this time around. I pulled up the lyrics while I was, um, listening to it instead of just listening to it well okay so the story behind this record and uh probably a reason why it sounds so different is because this song is about uh like 10 years old oh wow okay yeah so they wrote this song when day and age came out but uh brandon was obsessed with the first verse of the song and couldn't find a second verse that matched it so he, like, put it on the back burner, put it on the back burner, whatever, whatever. And then 
finally he sat down with this Australian artist that he's been really liking lately. He sat down with him and they wrote the second verse and he's like, this is it. This is it. This is exactly what the song is supposed to be. So Run For Cover becomes a song off of Wonderful Wonderful instead of a song off Day and Age. Thank God, because Day and Age is awful. Um, But, like, I love the second verse, that what are you waiting for, a kiss or an apology? Ugh! Yes, that's so good! Well, and I want to follow up to Paul's idea of the use of progenitors in a song. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also... I don't know of another song that uses the term toxicology. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Plus, like, um, oh, my God. I'm, like, blanking on the lyric right now. But Blink-182, like, their song, All the Small Things. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. What is the big word in that song? I can't think of it, and I hate myself. But they read it in a dictionary, and they were like, oh, no, it's not commiserating. Maybe it is commiserating. Um, Work sucks, I know. Yeah, from that song. Yeah. But they saw it in a dictionary and they wanted to try and get it into yeah, one of their songs. It's commiserating. And I know, but it, I don't know if that's the word that they tried to get in. Waiting, waiting, commiserating. That's the yeah. biggest. It's the biggest word in there. It's okay, the well then it's probably that. But it's just, just sometimes you just got to get those words in there. Mm-hmm. She left me roses by the stairs. We're not talking about them now, Steve. I hate that song, by the way. We're talking about the killers. I did like Run for Cover, though. I do dig this is, it. This is my song that I have to exclude, that I have to say, okay, well, we have to take Run for Cover out of it. Is Now, so it's it's like your ultimate favorite on the album? I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is it because it, it feels, because it was written 10 years ago, it feels more like the classic killers? No, I just love the lyrics. Okay. And, like, he motioned me to the sky. I heard heaven and thunder cry. And then this was the first freaking song that they played, like, new song that they played. And me and Angie, when we were in Atlantic City, I swear, they played this song and we turned to one another and we were like, if the whole album's like this, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We don't know what we're in for. So they started big. The expectations were set Mm -hmm. extremely high for this record because they had to play Run for Cover at our Atlantic City show. Well... Sounds great. It was! (laughs) God! You and your precious shows that you always get to go to. Oh, well, whose fault is that that you don't go, Steve? I think it's yours! All right. Well, let's move along here. We're now definitely in the back half of the album. This is uh, Tyson versus Douglas. I know that reference. I lived through it. I remember it vividly. Not that I watched it. I just remember we were all talking about it the next day at school. Here we go.
Now, everyone, Kristen was born in like 2003, so um, she wasn't alive for this moment in history. Lies. Kristen, I want to take you back in time just for the surfacey part of this song. There was a time when Mike Tyson wasn't just a parody of a human being. Um, he was he was the most dangerous, the baddest man on the planet, mm-hmm. and there was no touching him. Um, he had a video game named after him and everything. Like they took Punch Out and made it Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and and I mean he was he was the you know the, the big discussion back then was oh man if if Tyson fought Ali in his prime who would win all this stuff and Tyson was. He was one of the last really big, great boxers, you know, to to really uh, matter to in in my lifetime that I recall. I mean, after that, it was like Buster Douglas, who, and I guess Evander Holyfield, you know, was a big deal. But I don't know that that anyone had kind of in the heavyweight division what Tyson did, and him going down to Buster Douglas, it was like that should have not. There were a lot of people who were like it shouldn't even be a fight, you know, much less being not Tyson getting knocked out. So it was a shock. It shocked the world. But now if you watch the old Tyson documentaries, you find out there was a lot going on and he just wasn't into it and really didn't care. So, but to That's those, what he says. Right. But to those of us on the outside, man, that was shocking. So what is this song actually about, though? Well, this song, so this song is kind of um, a tale of two, two things. Mm-hmm. So Brandon was obsessed with Mike Tyson when he was a kid because he was a little kid in Las Vegas and there was no one bigger than Mike Tyson, like you just said. Um, so they would watch all the fights and he, when he watched this fight happen, like when, how he says in the song, when I saw him go down, felt like somebody lied. Like he was crushed when Mike Tyson got knocked out. Because to him, that was like, I'm putting this person on a pedestal. Like, this someone, this is someone that's greater than just your average guy. Right. So, it's the story of that. And it's also the story of he remembers how it felt to be crushed when his hero, like, quote fingers, let him down. And he is like, I don't want to ever let my children down. Like, I never want my three sons to look at me and go... Uh, like remember when you were remember when you were great like he never like he he always uses the analogy like he wants to be able to walk into a restaurant at all times with them and ha- and have and hold his head high mm-hmm. and be happy with himself and the life that he's created and the choices that he's made oh. because he doesn't want his kids to ever he doesn't ever want to let his kids down oh man that's sweet what that's just so sweet just that's he's a good dad oh brandon (laughs) he's a good dad i'm liking this guy by the way i'm liking brandon flowers more and more one day one day me and angie will meet him i'm liking him as a human being (laughs) by the way i think it should be mentioned at this time in the chat uncle bill has invaded He's never invaded, but he's invading tonight. And Uncle Bill is trying to push us back into metal right now. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And um, and and he's talking about old peg leg Grim Reaper singer. <laughs> See, Steve can't even say it, Bill. I told it we we've talked about this at length on our show before. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his little cane. 
his old oh, his old person cane that he got from the medical supply store couldn't even get flames put on it. No flames, no studs, oh, no just, spikes. Just a little four just a little four footed, you know, old person stainless steel cane. <clears throat> singing about rocking people. Oh man. I like that song, by the way. I, I guess I should mention that. I should say that, that I did dig that song. I dig Such it. Such a good song. I dig it for the retro theme and then for what you tell me about it, but it also has a good groove to it and a good, you know, it, it does sound, I believe Bill said it this way, it sounds like an 80s party song. It does. It's very synthy, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you have that big, powerful chorus yep. that just, like, builds up. It's anthemic. It's what you expect from a killer song. Yeah. I love it, and this I feel like universally, this is the most loved song off this record. Really? Yeah. People hmm. love this song. Wow. That's cool. I think it has something to do. I bet that has something to do with the subject matter more than anything. I don't know Maybe. that. I don't know that anyone has ever written a song about Tyson versus Douglas. I don't think so either. And especially not named Tyson versus Douglas. Right. Well, sure. Yeah. I guess it's right there in the name, isn't it? <laughs> So. But it could, like you said, it could have been an analogy. Well, it, and I mean, it definitely was, you know. But it could have been a total analogy. Sure, sure. And it may be. It may it may require a lot of thought on my part. I'm actually discovered tonight as I'm doing lyrics. I've never been to Genius.com to look at the Genius lyrics where people can annotate them with stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and here as they uh, get into it, um, there's, let me find... The one thing, there's a, when he says in the bridge, fill in the slip again, don't want to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom J92 says, this is very similar to the lyric in Read My Mind, slipping in my faith until I fall. Perhaps yeah. purposely. You never return that call. Woman, open the door. Don't let it sing. Gonna breathe that fire again. Mm. Is it January yet? <laughs> we got a ways to go. Ah. Uh. But let's do it this way. Let's listen to the next track. That's track seven. It's Some Kind of Love. You got the will of a wild, a wild bird. You got the faith of a child Before the world gets in Yeah. 
Okay, so that's a blatant reference to his wife's situation. Uh, yeah. Wow. See, and I think that's where this song doesn't grab me like I wanted it to grab me. Mm -hmm. Because it's so personal. Like, me and Angie talked about this a little bit. Like, sometimes it's better to write in broad strokes Mm -hmm. than so personal, at least to me. Because I, it's like, okay, so when this song first came out, this is a song that I was like, oh my God, listening to this killer song and crying. Oh my God. So this song, like people immediately were like, this is this record's Be Still. Now Be Still makes me sob. Be Still is such an amazing and emotional song to me because I can relate to those words. There's, I just, I can't relate to these words. Like, there's something about the song that just doesn't grab me. And I really, I, I like the song. It's a great song. But in terms of the emotional impact to me, it doesn't hit me. Mm-hmm. And yes, those are Brandon's kids singing at the end of that the song. That was my next question. I, the, the end, the outro there, those, those lines, can't do this alone, we need you at home. There's so much to see. We know that you're strong. That did catch me. I'm with you on the rest. I want to do some comparative lyrics real quick, if I may. Because okay. you talk about you know being so specifically to his wife and about his wife here, uh, it opens up with you've got the will of a wild uh, a wild bird, you've got the faith of a child before the world gets in. Um, I compare that to she's got eyes of the bluest sky that if they thought of rain, I'd hate <laughs> to look into those eyes and see one ounce of pain. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, you think we could go one episode without Sweet Child of Mine, but no. Well, you know, that is the greatest song since uh, since Amazing Grace. Um, oh, my God. But, uh, and I did that because Uncle Bill's listening, or he was. I don't know if he's gone now or not. He's... Well, considering him and Angie are probably, like, literally in the same, ex- <laughs> like, literally feet apart, probably, he's probably can hear it. So... <laughs> But no, I, I'm with you. It's a little... Too, because I, I immediately recognized it for what it was. That, okay, this is really personal. Um, yeah. And I do go to the chat, and, and our boy Macca t- quotes Elvis Costello. He says, uh, Elvis Costello once said that you don't put everything into a song because it doesn't necessarily make a great song. I added the necessarily there. Um, and, uh, it's true, though. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that may be... That may be the uh, the the Achilles heel of this particular song. However, I'm sure it's very special to him and her. Yeah. You know, and and at the end of the day, if that's what he's doing, then you know you can't. You know, I I I feel bad being critical about anything on this album now that you told me what it's about. Well, I'm sorry. I should have so. waited till the end. Oh no, because uh, I would. You no, know, because I wouldn't have. Tra- I wouldn't have. Then I would have really dug this song, I think. But I do love that outro a lot. I, like that really does grab me. Anytime kids come into play, because unlike you, I do like kids. I know. So you, I remember with Smallville, you were like, "I just want a kid to like point up and look." Mm. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> That's all I want. Yes, exactly. Oh <laughs> man, that episode at the beginning of season seven, when uh, when the when when the dam has broken. And it's coming at that boy and his dad, and the dad has been knocked out. You know, he tripped and fell and knocked his head on a rock because someone's always got to be unconscious. Of course, and it's Cla- Superman. And Clark runs in front of the kid, and he like heat visions the whole thing and does some kind of irreversible ecological damage. I'm sure. 
And then he just kind of turns around the kid and smiles and nods. I'm like, oh, that's a great moment. Just anytime the kids are involved, I love it. In Captain America Winter Soldier, when he's in the Smithsonian, he looks over the kid and just kind of calls the kid recognize him. That's great. Oh, it's glorious. See, so. that's just right, right to your heart. And me, I'm just like... It's like, we're wasting time. Take your shirt off, Chris Evans. Yeah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Come on. But yeah, I mean, and like this song, it definitely resonates with people. Like for the majority of things that I've seen about, like people are like, like I said, like people are saying this is this record's be still but better. Mm -hmm. And I just can't get on that. I just can't get on that train. Well, I think be still is. I think it's the I think it's just the depth of emotion that's there. And I think people generally do like that. I think that I think that people are liking the look inside. I think I think there's a there's a lot of things. Um, it worked for people to like this. And uh, I think I fall on the same side as you. I really, really want to like it, but it almost gets too personal. I feel like I don't have any business being here. <laughs> I shouldn't know these things about yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, this is not my business. This is not... You guys, you know, I, look, I appreciate you. Love you. I'm, I'm just going to head home. It's been a fun night. You know, it's that kind of thing. So. But not quite. No, no, no. Girls, we got uh, track eight here. This is Out of My Mind. Okay, so musically, once again, I really am digging and liking the heavy use of the synth on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that song especially, I really dig it. I, As I'm reading the lyrics along with the song, um, it, it's, it's, they're okay until you get to that second verse. Because once again, that second verse, you know, he it, that is him saying that I, this is the stuff I've done mm-hmm. and you're not, <laughs> you're not impressed with it, you know, <laughs> but 
again, in interviews with Brandon, he says, like, I still want to impress my wife. And sometimes I'll do things that I'm like, this is amazing. And she keeps me in check and goes, so? <laughs> now, granted, back to back with Springsteen, me and Angie say it all the time. If we were at that Pink Pop show where he came out and did Thunder Road, mm-hmm. we would have died. Died. Just been done right there. Oh, yeah. No more. Heart attack on the floor. That's it would have all been over. That's it. Over. Done with. So what do you, a great way to go. Do you like this song? I love this song. Yeah? Is it because you mentioned This is one of special? my other favorite songs. Okay. Is it because of what? Because of the Springsteen because reference? Because of the Springsteen reference? No! I just like... Like, I love the take the needle off the record. I can't stand another chorus about mm-hmm. Juliet's control over mystified mankind. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I, I do lo- like that. Yeah. I love I can't get you out of my mind to get you out of my bed. I love that. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit of angst. Like, I really liked Battleborn because it was angsty. Sure. Most people hated it. Well. I like a little bit of angst. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. I do like the line about Juliet having the masses mystified. I do like that. Right? Yeah. I do. Like, that's a that's a good line. There's some complexity there. What song is he referring to, I wonder? I don't know. It's probably not Dire Straits, Romeo and Juliet because... Oh, um, Romeo and Juliet? Because he did that. He covered that song. Okay. Or maybe it is. I hope it's not. Now, do you think that the whole idea of getting out of his mind to get him... To get her out of his bed, do you think that has anything to do with get out of my dreams and get into my car? <laughs> I think in your mind you want it to be. You better believe it. <laughs> All right. Um, you let me hear this uh, from a concert they did, this next song. Yeah. You sent me a YouTube video of it. And, um, and, and, wait, can I, okay. Are, is Brandon his wife, are they Mormon? Yeah. Okay. Big time. Did not know this. Until, until, Big time. Okay. Did not realize that. Hmm. So he went on a mission and everything? I, I don't know. Maybe. Wow. He's in like an official like Mormon video. You could look it up on YouTube. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's weird. That's crazy. Okay. Well, they start quoting some scripture in this one. So, get your scripture quote and hat on, everybody. It's actually Woody Harrelson, everybody. Oh, does Woody Harrelson do it on here? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I thought that was just for the concert. (laughs) That's amazing. I can't wait to get into it. Here it is, The Calling. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick.
Dylan in the chat made a great point. Uh, he said that there's a personal Jesus feel to this. Very. Old Depeche Mode coming out a little bit. I am obsessed with this song. Oh, and really? I don't know why. Well, it's got a good groove to it. It does. It's that bass. Yeah. And it's got that spiritual slant. Yeah, I relate in no way to that, but... <laughs> I am the least religious person in the room right now. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't, um, yeah, this is an, I don't, I, I don't understand it fully, I guess. I just love that, that, uh, that bass and it just drives yeah, the entire yeah. thing. Like it's like a train. Ugh. Well, this is another one that feels very much like, you know, good, alternative rock what is considered alternative rock this does not feel like some of the other tracks on this album this no. feels more in line with you know killers alternative rock style that sort of thing um with that bass with the drums with the you know just incorporating so many different things in there and um i'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around the whole uh here's what the artist oh what the artist said about the song Yes. This is another dark one that started with Mark. We were messing around in the studio, and I mentioned something about leaning into the light. He had just been looking at this painting by Caravaggio. Caravaggio. It's called The Calling of St. Matthew. It's obviously when Matthew in the Bible is called to discipleship. So we looked at the painting, and we were able to use that as a launching pad for the song. We ended up taking it a little bit somewhere else. It's about a son going back to his hometown to straighten his dad out. Wow. Wow, I can't. There's that Bruceism. Yeah, but I can't. I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> I'm, I really can't. My dad is like you know, a man of integrity who I, who straightens me out most of the time. But yeah, so I so you're obsessed with this song. Yeah, I really dig it. I just dig the feel. To quote Steve Glosson, I just I just dig the feel. I feel it. Good. Well, that's good. That means it's a good song. That means it's real. If you feel it, it's real. I feel it. That's what Kid Rock said. Oh, Jesus. Soon to be Senator Rock, as it were. Stop it. Stop it. All right, if you've got the regular version of the album, this is the final track. It's track number 10. It's Have All the Songs Been Written. Have all the songs been written? Have all the truth been told? Has all the gas been siphoned? Do the pains still carry gold? Has every ship gone sailing? 
So, so beautiful. Um, if that is the last track on the album, if you've just got the regular version of the album, that's a fitting last track. Ooh. I love that Feels. song. I love it. Absolutely love that song. When Angie and I saw them in Atlantic City mm-hmm. again, um, this song, I don't know if it wasn't finished yet or if they just weren't ready to play the entire thing yet, but Brandon sat down at the piano and did the first verse and the chorus Mm. and i was like oh my god like i'm not ready for this right now i'm not prepared and the song didn't disappoint i love how like sparse it is and it feels it feels like you're longing it feels like you're empty and you're doubting like the song feels like doubt it yeah it it feels like grasping it 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 feels like you're trying to find the answer and and you just need that one more and you can't seem to grasp it mm-hmm. yeah now did did he when he was doing this did he tell you the story behind it no oh it's a great story he was just he was just like joking with you know the dudes in the band he's like what, what like a verse and a chorus a verse and a chorus and then they played it <laughs> Well, apparently, this was the subject line of an email that Brandon sent to Bono. Mm-hmm. And um, he was basically suffering from writer's block, and he was worried, you know, he's like he didn't... He, he'd never really felt that way before where he didn't have anything else to write. And, um, and so he would just sit at his piano and not be able to get anything, so he... He couldn't get anything, so he emails Bono, and, and that's the subject line of all the songs been written. And Bono comes back with, why don't you start there? That's a great title. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm surprised him and the Edge didn't take it and run with it. <laughs> well, apparently uh, Brandon is very close with them, so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why. Well, it's cool. That's a cool story, and it's a cool song. And it, uh, Man, I love that song. I really do. I dig it a lot. I think that's like, like when I heard the record, I was like, I don't even want to listen to the like Money on Straight. Like, right. I want like this is how it should end. Yeah. And sometimes that's how I feel about B sides. Like Battleborn had two amazing B sides, Prize Fighter and Carry Me Home. Mm-hmm. But sometimes with B sides, I'm just like, ooh, like no, I don't, I, I, I don't want them to be associated with the record. Like I just want that record to end there. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, we've got three bonus tracks here. 
well, two are remixes. Can you right. really count them? No, you can't. But there's, well, they're, yeah, they're tracks. <laughs> I didn't say songs. I said bonus tracks. Um, so we want to move on to Money on Straight? We could do that. Okay, here we go. This is from, this is track 11 on the deluxe album, Money on Straight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is that song political? I mean, people seem to think it is. I don't. I mean, I guess it's whatever you want to read into it. The Killers have never been like a political band, right? Though. Right, and that's, and I'm. I don't think it's. I I don't get political out of this. No. At all. Um, but now, I, what I do get is. And this is me, you know, maybe, and I guess this is what we do with ourselves with all art is just kind of inferring a little too much of myself. But when um, <clears throat> these phrases, get your hair cut, get your money on straight, that's a that's a colloquialism that was local to him, I guarantee you, or, or one of the guys in the band uh, growing up. That's something that was said in there. Have you ever heard that turn of phrase? I have not, but I am want to agree with you. Yeah. And um, and so I imagine that that's that's what's going on, and the whole "Don't forget where you come from." These are all things that you would hear growing up from either mentors, parents, um, someone with some kind of uh, authority, um, you know, and or even just buddies that you trusted. You know, don't forget who your friends are and all that crap. Um, you know, don't forget where you come from. Always remember Smallville. Um, oh, always, always hold on to Smallville. Always hold on to Smallville. Um, you know, my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, you know, and he'd drop me off at school, he'd always tell me, remember who you are. And that's kind of what resonates with me in this. I don't, I don't think it's political. I think it's more about, you know, being back, getting, pulling yourself back down to earth. In light of some of the things, in light of being back to back with Springsteen and singing with McCartney, you know, all that goodness. But Steve, we need to rewind. I didn't know your dad was Mufasa. Oh, what do you mean? You said he used to tell you, "Remember who you are." Remember? Well, he said that before Lion King was ever a thing, my friend. <sighs> yeah, 
Mufasa. Mufa- Ooh. Mufasa. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Oh, Teresa loves you so much for that right now. Um, no, that's uh, he would. He don't. He said, "Remember who?" He would always say, "Remember who you are," and um, as if to say, "Don't embarrass me, son." Oh God. So. Well, I mean, Brandon is super connected to Las Vegas and where mm-hmm. he's from. Like he wears like a necklace that's the shape of Nevada every single day. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, when this record was coming <clears throat> out, was jokingly asking him, like, "So, what aspect of the desert is this going to invoke?" And, you know, he, he catches a lot of flack for it sometimes. But, I mean, it's it's like it's like Bruce with New Jersey. Yeah. Like, he is so proud of where he comes from, and he can't help but be a product of that environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I, I'm just saying I don't think it's political. Not, I'm not digging the song necessarily, but I, but I think I dig the heart of what's there, so to speak. Um, the last two songs on the bonus are just remixes. You want to just kind of get a taste of both of them. We've talked about it. It's, uh, they're remixes of the, the man. The first one is the Jacques Leconte remix. And the second one is the Duke Dumont remix. <laughs> it's fun you to know, say. They're both sound basically the same. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, kind of. All right. Well, let's, we'll just get a, the flavor of both of them and, and, and then, uh, finish up. So everyone get out on the dance floor. That's the Jacques Leconte remix. And here comes the Duke Dumont remix. Kristen has just texted me in the in our little personal chat and said that Pumpkin Man is epic to these. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, once again doing a visual gag on an audio medium, I'm going to pull up the pumpkin-handed dancing man and uh, and see what happens with this. Here we go. Oh yeah, there he goes. Kick it, dancing man. Oh, that's right. Get it turned around, son. Turn it around. It's like my own personal little show. There you go. Hands up in the air. I don't care. I don't know what's going on. Punch, punch. That's right. 
Another spin around. Oh, there's a hand jab. Oh, perfect. Glorious. <laughs> that was so perfect. Epic. Epic. <laughs> he did the hand jab. He was bogeying. It just went perfectly in time to the beat. Oh, yes. He did the hand jab right into the thing. <laughs> it's like he knows. It's like he knows. <laughs> It is the greatest thing of all time. Oh, I love it. I Oh, my gosh. Once again, one of the greatest gifts you could ever give me. And I know, ladies and gentlemen, I know that twice on this show now, we've done a visual gag on an audio medium. But you know what? But you can pull it up and listen That's if you're not right. driving. You go on the YouTube, and the easiest thing to do is go to KXVO Pumpkin Dance. That's the original. <laughs> Turn down the volume. And, and if you don't want to, if you're afraid that his little you know opening thing where he's just kind of slowly coming up that ends at right at 11 seconds <laughs> <laughs> so you can bump over 11 seconds and get ready to go and he'll fall in line with whatever you, it's amazing with everything it is amazing um it 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 it, it boggles the senses is what it does and i wonder i wonder if there's not a little black magic involved i mean it is a pumpkin yeah. it is halloween yeah. the dark arts so, Kristen, coming off this album now as we've listened through it, um, what are your what are your final wrap up thoughts? I I'll I'll start with mine because this is my initial reaction to it all. This is the first time I've listened through, mm-hmm. and I'll say that I really, as I've said throughout the album, there's a lot of there's a big chunk of this album that there's a synthy feel to it that I don't think was on previous albums um, that I've listened to, um, and and I really dig that. I, I'm I'm kind of digging, um, I'm I'm kind of digging the whole move that there seems to be right now toward kind of that synth sound, that retro sound um, that just takes me back, so to speak. And uh, but at the same time, knowing just how deeply personal such a large chunk of this album is, um, it at once makes it a little uncomfortable and and in some instances makes it kind of hard to fully relate to. But in other situations, there's a painting with such broad strokes like that 10th track, you know, uh, have all the songs been written mm-hmm. that, you know, you kind of, you're able to get right on board with them. I, I think it has the right mix of fun and feels. I agree. I mean, it's not my favorite killer's record. Also, if you want synth, you should definitely listen to hot bus. I don't know if you, if I've made you listen to hot bus, but that's their first record. Mm-hmm super heavy on synth um and even like some a lot of the b-sides are really heavy on synth too but yeah to me like this record i don't know what it was about battleborn Mm -hmm. which to most killers fans is their least favorite a lot of people really don't like battleborn battleborn to me is that's like a sacred record like battleborn is up there with sam's town in certain in terms of Mm -hmm. being sacred to me so I knew that this record was either going to be on par with that or be under that because I don't know that anything's ever going to top that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, like, I like how different it is. Like, I like how it doesn't necessarily sound like everything else they've put out, but it's you still know it's the killers. Yeah. I think it has a lot of fun songs on it that, that you could dance to, and I think it has songs that you know you could sit in your room and cry to like have all the songs been written like i'm sure like one night like i'll be having a moment and i'm gonna be like 
damn it, it did make me cry. This record did make me cry. <laughs> but just upon first listen, it did not. Yeah. But, yeah, and, like, me and Angie were talking about this earlier, too. Um, I don't know who, but someone said this record doesn't feel so much like a killer's record as it does a solo, a Brandon Flowers solo okay, record. Okay, yeah. Because this is very much in line with Brandon's last solo record, mm-hmm. which is really, really, really good. But... I feel like if you listen from Battleborn to this, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But if you listen to Brandon's solo record and then you listen to this, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's an astute observation. Um, So here's the deal, everybody. Check it out on your own. Uh, I would encourage you to get a copy. If you want to get a copy of this album, it's available for digital download at Amazon.com. You can use the link at geekoutonline.com to take it to Amazon. And pick up this album and tons more digital music. It's how I use. Uh, it's it's how I get most of my music these days is with Amazon Music. It's um, it's much easier to use uh, what they have across different platforms and everything than um, than iTunes. And uh, we love iTunes. I love iTunes, but it's just not it's not as user friendly sometimes as what Amazon puts out there. So check them out. Do that. Uh, the only song I have from Hot Fuss is. Um, the way it was no that's not it the way it was is on um, all these things that i've done done, yeah you don't even have mr Brightside, like their biggest song no no all i've got is is there uh all i've got is mr Brightside. yeah all i've got is mr Brightside's the jock lecant's thin white duke remix off of sawdust what yeah oh my god yeah steven Kristen. We gotta do a hot bus episode now. Oh, great! Okay, <laughs> uh, Uncle Bill will love us more. Oh my God! You know he'll love hot bus. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I guess it's time to wrap up. Wrap up, bye bye. Wrap up, bye bye. I was just gonna say that. Well, all right. <laughs> well, let's do it. Let's see what happens here. Hold on. What's going on? Yeah. Here's this right. This is right. Right. What is happening? Whoa. Oh, wait, that's not the wrap-up song. I just wanted to incorporate the horse at some point. Went over like gangbusters, I can tell. Flawless. Never let it be said that I'm not socially awkward. We uh, would invite you to interact with us the way uh, Frederick and others did at the beginning of the show. Not to tell me how wrong I am, but just to tell us how much you love the show. You can get in touch with us at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. It's rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter where daily Kristen is uh, doing different stuff with our Twitter followers. Check it out at, uh, at rockoutloudpod on the Twitter and, uh, and take part in some of the discussions that go on there. Speaking of discussions, we invite you to join our Facebook group, uh, The Guardians of the Goldiverse. There's people from all across the Goldiverse there. You can get there easily by going to geekoutonline.com slash group as well as the the Rock Out Loud Facebook page. It's all there. There's ways to interact with us all over the place. You want to interact with Kristen directly, 
She's at Xboxing the Stars, and the entire Goloverse can be found on Twitter at Goloverse. So that's all that information. We have our Rock Out Loud tour shirt that's available. You go to geekoutonline.com slash shirts, plural, geekoutonline.com slash shirts, and that'll take you to our T-shirt store for the Goloverse, and you'll see all the Geek Out Loud merch and everything, and there you'll see... The Multiverse, the Rock Out Loud Multiverse Tour shirt. And uh, on the front is the Rock Out Loud name, done up in a very familiar font. And on the back is all the places we'd love to go, have been, imagine about being. Uh, so check it out there at geekoutonline.com slash shirts and, uh, and support the shows in doing that. You can also support the shows by using the aforementioned links at geekoutonline.com or by going to Patreon and supporting the shows directly at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. I've, uh, my brain just totally stopped working. Like, my brain, my brain just froze up like my computer, Kristen. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Like, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to sit here now with my mouth open. I'm an idiot. Hey, Steve, pull the plug. I'm an idiot. Uh, scotthenricksart.blogspot.com show Scott some love and ask him to do uh, get him to do a commission for you and uh, you won't be disappointed in what he does incredibly talented artist and a big fan and supporter of the Goliverse so um, I know he'll appreciate uh, any any commission you want to throw his way he's just looking forward to getting creative so um, this is a guy who worked guys on Dragon's Lair, on the new Dragon's Lair that they kick-started a, 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 a little bit back. So, listen, he can do metal. He can do whatever you want him to do. So, get in touch with him and, and find out what it is that you'd like to have done. An original piece of art hanging in your collection that's personalized for you. ScottHendricksArt.blogspot.com or look for him on Facebook and let him know you heard about him on Rock Out Loud and in the Goliverse. That does it for us. Until next time, when I think we'll have a special guest, right, Kristen? We will. Until then, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. Rock on, guys. Bye. Do you want to get-